Father, we give you praise for today. We thank you for the word. We thank you for gathering us here. We thank you for bringing us here. We thank you for today's word. We thank you that you're going to touch. You're going to minister. You're going to deliver. You're going to set free. You're going to uplift. Lord, I give you praise for what you're doing in our lives. I thank you for what you're doing in the ministry. I thank you for what you're doing in our nation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have prayed. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. So let's open our Bibles in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 20. The Bible says that, For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. You see that? Please read it with me again. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Say amen. So this was Jesus speaking and he told them that except your righteousness, exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. Now, that literally means that the scribes and the Pharisees have a certain kind of righteousness. And he says, your righteousness must exceed their righteousness for you to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Say amen. Uh, the kingdom of heaven literally deals with power. You know what I mean? Jesus is the Lord of the kingdom of heaven. And because it deals with power, he was given a name that is above every other name. Now, this literally is majorly talking about the Christian graces that have to flow out of you because you're born again. Say amen. The miraculous, the, the, the demonstration of the spirit that has to accompany you because you're a child of God and you're born again. Say amen. So he says you have no part in that except your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. Now the kingdom of God is more about the Christian life, the faith we got into. Now God the Father is the, uh, is the Lord of the kingdom of God. You're getting me? So Jesus now says that except your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of God. Now, you remember Paul in Philippians chapter 3, starting with verse 4. Though I may also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he has whereof he made trust in the flesh. He says, I more. Uh -huh. Circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, uh -huh. a Pharisee, uh -huh. concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, which is in the law. He says he was blameless. So, Paul was a Pharisee, but he says in the righteousness of the Pharisees, he was blameless. Who is following me? He was blameless. So, now, Jesus says that except your righteousness, exceeds that righteousness. Now, we have to get into the details of understanding what is that righteousness so that we may know how to go past it. Say amen. Now, Jesus one time was speaking uh, in, in Matthew. In Matthew chapter 23, I think, uh, from verse 27. Let's look at that. He says, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, uh -huh, for ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful on the outward, but within, full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Uh -huh, 28, uh -huh, even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within... Ye are all full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Now, the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees is a righteousness that has an outward appearance of perfection, but an inside rottenness. You see what I mean? So, when the Bible speaks about dead works, dead works are not bad things we do. Dead works are things we do on the outside that don't have an inside bearing. Now, when you're doing something on the outside and it doesn't come from inside you, it is a dead work. You see what I mean? So, that's the righteousness of the Pharisees. So, Paul says he was blameless. But you see, even though he was blameless, concerning that righteousness, he says in Timothy 1.15, that this is a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptation, that Jesus Christ came to die for sinners, of whom I was chief. In other words, the righteousness of the law, which is the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, cannot make any man righteous before God. Say amen. Because, you see, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9, I think, verse 13, it says that, for if the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of unheifers, sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh. Now, those are sacrifices of the law. Who gets what I'm talking about? Those are sacrifices of the law. And the Bible says, they purify to the sanctifying of the flesh. They sanctify to the purifying of the flesh. In other words, they purify the outside of a man. 
You see what I mean? But you see, when you study the scriptures, uh, when you go back to Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse 20, look at 21. Jesus, 21. Look at what Jesus says. Jesus now starts to say, For you have heard that it was said by them of old, Thou shalt not kill. In other words, the law is waiting to catch you murdering, to say you are a murderer. When you start to study the scriptures, Jesus takes this thing deeper. He says, uh, 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 if you hate a brother, you're a murderer. You're getting me? Because outside you may not have killed, but inside you've already killed. You see? So it becomes a dead work. So that's why the Bible is very clear. Galatians chapter 2 verse 16. Look at that. He says, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law. Why? Because the works of the law are just an outside appearance of perfection. When you fulfill the law, it is wonderful. But it's because you're observed on the outside. So, if the law says don't kill, on the outside you've not killed. I met a lady and I told her, woman, you need to give your life to Christ. And she said, why should I? Because I've never killed anybody. I've never murdered anybody. I've never, I don't do any bad things. So, why do you think I should leave my religion? And I told her, listen to me. Your actions have nothing to do with you being a sinner. You're first a sinner because you're born of the corruptible seed. You, you see what I mean? This means, you see, it is amazing. Look at this. First Corinthians chapter 13. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at, he says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love and become a sounding brass and a tickling saiyan. Uh-huh. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have no charity, I am nothing. Look at this. For though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. In other words, bestowing your goods to feed all the poor is a wonderful deed. You see what I mean? It is very wonderful. But you see, it is possible to give in the law. It is possible to help in the law. You help because they are disadvantaged. You're not helping because inside you is a heart to help. You see what I mean? So, Jesus says that kind of righteousness cannot have a part in the kingdom of heaven. You, you see, look at this. If you saw a man doing this, it would be a, a clear picture of love. But then Paul says, it's possible to do all this and you don't have love. Who gets what I'm talking about? Do you get what I'm saying? Now, all those are an outward appearance of love. You see? So it is also possible not to commit adultery, yet you're committing adultery. It is also possible not to steal, yet you're stealing. Who gets what I'm talking about? Because the law focuses on the outside appearance of a man. You see what I mean? That's why he says... For by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in the sight of God. You see what I mean? He says now, interestingly, the law which is holy. He says, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Praise God. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Look at that. If knowledge brings conception, you remember? The Bible says, and Adam knew Eve. Adam knew Eve and she conceived, you see? He says, by the law is the knowledge of sin. So, if you know sin, you conceive. You see what I mean? Eh? So, it means the law is the impartation of sin. It's very clear in the scriptures. Paul says, I didn't know lust until the law said, thou shalt not lust. So, he says, I was alive once without the law. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. In other words, when the law is read to you, the challenge is human beings are imaginative creatures. Gamba Amina. Gamba Amina. Human beings are imaginative creatures. And the challenge also is that they don't have uh, negative imaginations. You're getting me. You, you, you cannot imagine uh, in reverse. You know what I mean? You cannot imagine not sinning. You're getting me. So you imagine sinning and then you say, no. You see? So when the law says, thou shalt not murder, you imagine yourself murdering and then you say, no. You see what I mean? So, but who knows that every action begins with the imagination of the heart? You see what I mean? So the more it's preached unto you, it starts to grow and grow and grow until it has an outward what? Manifestation. You see what I mean? So Jesus says that, the righteousness of the law cannot give you a place in the kingdom of God. Who gets what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. 
This is why we don't preach the law. This is why we preach the grace of God. We don't preach the grace of God because uh, the, you see it is a safe landing. You know, those people love simple things. So, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> me, I grew up in church. You're getting me. Because all my years I've been in church. You're getting me. So, I had enough time to go through all that. You're getting me. I know what it means to fast every day. I know what it means to pray uh, 24 hours a day. I, I know all those things. You're getting me. One, one, I know all those things. You see, and the problem is not prayer. The problem is an outside appearance of prayer. The problem is not fasting. The problem is an outside appearance of fasting. The law makes you do things which you're not doing inside. So you're fasting outside, but you're lusting after food. Because there is no grace to sustain you without food. So somebody says, uh, uh, I have fasted, I've done everything, but my life is not changing. You were doing a dead fast. It wasn't even a hunger strike. It was a dead fast. You're getting me? We do dead prayers because uh, you're praying. But you see, your mind is elsewhere. Why? Grace is that thing that teaches you how to bring God into everything. Say amen. Say amen. So Jesus says that unless, except your righteousness, exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom. In other words, you won't see the miraculous in your life. You won't see God function a certain way in your life. You won't see things change a certain way in your life. Say amen. Now, we need to understand. So what shall we do? Because now, look at how Galatians says it. Knowing, not thinking, not hoping, no. He says, knowing that a man is not justified by the deeds of the Lord. Knowing. Now, when a man says knowing, it means it is past reasoning about, it is past thinking about. He says, knowing. We're not praying about it. No, we have, we have come to the conclusion of it. That knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the Lord, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we may be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. Uh-huh. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Because this is what people don't get. Man looks on the outside. It's God who looks on the inside. Did you get it? So if the law makes us do things on the outside and are not coming from the inside, so to God we have zero work. So he says, you're not justified. He doesn't count it. Because it's just on the outside. Who gets what I'm talking about? It's just on the outside. So men tried all they can. That's why, you see. <laughs> uh, let me show you a verse. Many people uh, don't read. You see, they stop on verse 2. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, it says that there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, uh -huh. who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. You're getting me? Ah, now that verse is too huge. Do you see it? Eh? Then he says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Uh -huh. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the infirmity of the flesh. You see? First wait, first wait. Do you see that? So the law, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 13 tells us, it purifies, it sacrifices to the purifying of the flesh. So if you follow the law, you can outwardly be a nice man. You can outwardly be a nice woman. You can outwardly be a nice husband. You can outwardly be a nice... Every, you, you know what I mean? So it, it, it has something it does. It sanctifies to the purifying of the outside man. You see? But then it has something it can't do. And now the Bible says, for what the law could not do. Uh-huh. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, the Bible says, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Now, that thing is huge. Eh? I'm going to show you how huge it is. Now, verse 4 says that the righteousness of the law may be fulfilled in us who believe. Do you remember Acts chapter 13? Let's start with verse 38. He says, be it known unto you, men and brethren, that through this man, Jesus Christ, is preached unto you the remission of sins, the forgiveness of sins. Say amen. And now the Bible says, and by him, all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law. Now, the law of Moses justifies, but there are things from which it can't justify you from. You see what I mean? So he says, all that believe are justified from all things. 
from which the law of Moses couldn't justify you from. So, Romans said that what the law couldn't do in that it was weak. So, it means the law has limitation. Come on. The Bible says that at a testimony, at a witness of two, let every word be established. Those are two testimonies already against the law. That it cannot what justify. Gamba Amina. Gamba Amina. So if you had confidence in it, the Bible says, yes, it purifies, but it cannot purify entirely. You see? Are we following? So the Bible says that God sending his son in the likeness. Now, this thing is very important. Look at that. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. So he didn't send him in sinful flesh. He was just in the likeness of sinful flesh. That he may be perfect to take away your sins. John said that we know that he was manifested to take away our sins. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. The Bible says, for in him there is no sin. Hallelujah. First John chapter 3 verse 5. He says, for you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. For in him there is no sin. You see? He was manifested to take away our sins. For in him there is no sin. Uh, did you catch it? He was manifested to take away our bad actions. For he doesn't have the nature of sin. You get it? That's what Romans says, that he was just in the likeness of sinful flesh, but in him was no sin. You see, the Bible is very clear when it's guarding the purity of Jesus Christ. You, you see what I mean? If you doubt that Jesus was God, the purity of Jesus Christ is undeniably a proof that Jesus was God. Gamba, I mean, there the Bible says, in him there is no sin. The Bible says in Hebrews 4.15 that for he is without sin. Second Corinthians 5.21 says that, he knew no sin. Look at that level of purity. You see? So Jesus is God. Gamba Amina. Gamba Amina. Gamba Amina. Now, let me explain something. So, how did he take away our sins? Uh, Peter says he bore our sins in his own body on the tree. You see? So when Jesus was dying on the cross, he was taking away our sins in his own body on the tree. Say Amen. So on the cross, we receive the remission of our sins. Our sins are taken away because Jesus has shed his own blood. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So Jesus Christ sheds his own blood and he takes away our sins. Gamba, amen. Uh, the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 12 that uh, sin entered by one man and death by sin. So it's very, very crucial for you to understand the righteousness of God by faith. Because it is what will end death and all its repercussions in any man's life. You see? So it's very, very clear. Uh, now, let's go back. So Peter explains and he says that when Jesus Christ was on the tree, he was bearing our sins in his own body on the tree. Gamba Amina. So uh, the Bible says that we being dead unto sin made live unto righteousness. And then you realize that after the sins are taken away, what happens next? By whose stripes you are healed. Understand this. Anybody sick, anybody who still falls sick, it's because they've not understood righteousness. Everywhere there is the taking away of sin, the first consequence is healing. Never forget that. If you ever feel weak in your body, just say, devil, I was forgiven of all my sins. You don't have a permission to be sick if you are forgiven. Come on. No, okay. No, no, no. no. Just for a record. The Bible says in uh, Psalms, bless the Lord of my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord of my soul and forget not all his benefits. Uh -huh. Benefit number one, he forgiveth all thine iniquities. Benefit number two, he healeth <laughs> all thine. He says, the inhabitants of that land shall not say that I am sick. Why? Because the Lord has forgiven all the... That's what the Bible says. Because the Lord has forgiven all their iniquities. That's why when you saw Jesus, he used to say, Son, thy sins are forgiven thee. What was the next thing? Take up your bed and walk. When sins are taken away, the first thing that disappears is disease. Say amen. This is why we teach the righteousness of God by faith. Gamba amen. So, because you're righteous, never allowed to be sick one day. Gamba amen. But now I'm explaining something. So Jesus dies and takes away our sins. But you see, uh, I need to 
clarify this because we need to get it. There is a difference between salvation and the new birth. Salvation was purchased by Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Gamba Amina. But you see, salvation took away the consequences of sin, but it didn't take away the nature of sin. You see, that's why after Jesus uh, sheds his blood on the cross, he dies. You see, when he dies, the Bible says, we died with him. Romans chapter 6. Look at what the scripture says. The scripture says, he says, so there were things Paul was talking. Eh? Now when you're reading the Bible, you have to apply wisdom into it. Yeah? Look at this. He says, what shall we say then? That statement means he has said a lot of things. You're getting me? And from where he comes from, then he reaches a place and he asks a question. He suggests the hearer would ask. You're getting me, eh? What do you get what I mean? So he, he asks the question for them. You see? So he says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? You see, this statement means that Paul had spoken things that as though implied, if we continue to sin, Grace will abound. You're getting me so. He's asking the question for the hearer because he has no, like I'm preaching to you and I say certain things and then I have to ask for you the question. For example, I can say, you were healed, you cannot fall sick. And then I ask, so should you drink dirty water because you cannot fall sick? You're getting me. It would be so foolish of somebody to bring that statement to attack divine healing because they don't understand from where I'm coming from. You see what I mean? So, he says that, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Then he says to them, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer in it? Now... <laughs> That verse is very important. The devil doesn't want people to find it out. He says, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer in it? You see, Peter says, Jesus bore our sins in his own body on the tree. And that's wonderful. So, he took away our sins. So, we stayed seen as forgiven. You, you get what I mean? We stayed sinners who are washed. You see what I mean? We stayed sinners whose sins are taken away. You, you see what I mean? So, uh, I'm a murderer, but you see, the, uh, the murdering and the consequences of the murdering are, have all been taken away. You see, but the nature has not been taken away. So, when Paul, with the spirit of revelation, looks at the same act of Jesus Christ, he observes the spiritual part of it, and he says, uh, 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 uh. what Peter said is good, but here is another deeper thing. He says, for he made him to be seen, he that knew no sin. You see, Peter says, that we may be dead unto sin, and alive unto righteousness. In other words, that we may receive righteousness. Who says, we didn't receive righteousness. No, we were made the righteousness of God. That's where Paul comes from. You see what I mean? So, uh, the death of Jesus Christ goes just deeper than you, your sins being taken away. No. It reached a place where, after your sins were taken away, the sinful man, the nature sin, died. Gamba Amina. Gamba Amina. The nature sin died. When the nature sin died, so he says, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer in it? He says, don't you know? He says, know ye not that as many of us as were baptized into Christ, were baptized into his death. So, the Bible says we are all by one spirit baptized into one. But now, the baptism not the... Anyway, let's leave that alone. But now, let, let us continue. So, he says, uh-huh, we're baptized into his death. Uh-huh. Let's continue. Therefore, we are buried with him in baptism into death. You see, but you see, when Jesus died, he had already taken away our sins. Say Amen. But after he takes away our sins, he dies. And the Bible says we die with him. And now we are buried with him. Say amen. Now the Bible says that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, also we should live in the newness of life. Say amen. Gamba amina. Now when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, this is what happens. When you're reading these verses, please understand. The life you have in God is not a continuation of your old life. Yeah. 
Romans chapter 6, verse 6. He says, knowing this, our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin may be destroyed, that we should henceforth no more serve sin. And then he says in verse 7, he that is dead is freed from sin. Ah. Say amen. amen. Say amen. He is freed from sin. So, you're dead. Tell your neighbor, I'm dead. Tell your neighbor, I'm dead. So, that inward man of long ago that could allow the outside you do what is right, but they still doing what is wrong inside. The Bible says he's dead. <laughs> the death of Jesus Christ, Titus, look at this in Titus, chapter uh, 3, message. Look at that. The Bible says, Remind the people to respect the government uh and be law-abiding always, ready to lend a helping hand. Uh No insults, no fights. God's people should not be big-hearted and contentious. Uh Uh It wasn't so long ago that we ourselves were stupid and stubborn, dupes of sin, ordered... uh Did you understand that? That's the experience Paul says that even if I, I want to do good, I find myself doing what? He says, dudes of sin, they, they were ordering our way. So, as long as you are a natural man, you, you have no choice. You have to do the wrong thing. As long as you're a natural man. You have no choice. You see what I mean? Even if you want to. Religion is wonderful because it tells people to do good things. But you knowing the right thing to do doesn't give you the power to do it. You see what I mean? It doesn't give you the power to do it. Because there is a nature sold under sin. So, uh let us continue. (laughs) But when God, our kind and loving Savior, God, uh stepped in. Look at what he did. He saved us from all that. Uh huh. It was all his doing. Uh huh. We had nothing to do with it. Uh huh. He gave us a good birth. Uh huh. And we came out of it. Uh huh. New people, not improved people, not repaired people. He says new people. You, you see what I mean? The washing with which you were washed brought an end to the first man of the earth and it brought the beginning of the new creature in Christ Jesus. Say amen. But look at this. Uh-huh. New people. Uh-huh. Washed. Uh-huh. Where? Inside. Uh-huh. Out. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. By the spirit of God. Say amen. Say amen. So when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are, uh, we are born again. Say amen. And when you're born again, you are washed from inside out. Now, now, it is inside out. It is inside out. Inside out. It is first on the inside, then on the outside. I mean to say, even if it's not yet on the outside, because you're born again, we are sure it's on the inside. It's on the inside of you. Apostle Grace one time said a very important statement I've never forgotten. It never left my life the same. He said, the secret of your success is never forgetting to look inside you. Even though outside is failing. Then he said, because nothing outside you describes you. You you, you see what I mean? Your life is now lived from the inside out. Because Jesus died and rose from the dead. Say amen. Let me tell you something. Jesus brought a very huge mystery. Matthew chapter 12. Let us start with verse 33. Look at that. He says, Either make the tree good and his fruit good. So called in echo. So called in echo. If the fruit is to be good, the, the tree has to first be good. You're getting me. So God couldn't command you, He couldn't demand from you a fruit. He says, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. Uh For the tree is known by his fruit. Now, you must understand, the principle is either make the tree good and his fruit good. 
Jesus couldn't command you to do anything if what you do is what will justify you. You're not justified by your fruit. You're known by your fruit. You're justified by your nature. So he says, either make the tree good. So Jesus knew the law focuses on you to produce a certain fruit of a nature you don't have. That's why its righteousness cannot what? Allow you to enter the kingdom of heaven. They are forcing you to produce a fruit of a nature you don't have. In the faith realm, Jesus is saying, you first make the tree good, then its fruit will be good. <laughs> I am good. Hallelujah. And my fruit is good. Say amen. So when Jesus dies and raises... You see, outwardly, you're Rosie, Rita, Kenny, whatever. But inside, you're Christ. At least that's not news for us. Not so. That's not news for us. Inside, you're Christ. Say amen. So, he says, let's continue. 34. He says, all generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth does what? Speaketh. He says, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth does what? Speaketh. Let's continue. Uh-huh. A good... He says, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. Out of the good treasure of his heart. A good man. Oh, out of the good treasure of his heart, he bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. <laughs> That's a huge mystery. If you only understood that, your life would be okay. Let's continue. Uh-huh. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. So you, you get the idleness of words? Eh? Things that don't have an inside? You, you, you get what I mean? You, you get what I mean? You get what I mean? Things that don't have a place inside. Gamba Amina. Gamba Amina. Gamba Amina. So what Jesus did, he made you good. Say amen. amen. That you may bring forth good fruit. Look at what he said. He said, you have not chosen me. But I have chosen you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That you may bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. There is a choosing of the Lord and he says with that choosing, you bring forth fruit and your fruit does what? Remaineth. Say amen. Say amen. Say amen. Who gets what I'm saying? So Jesus died for you. He rose again for you. He lives in the inside of you. As he is, so are you. You see what I mean? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Gamba Amina. Now, inside you're clean. Gamba Amina. That's why the Bible says that this verse of Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. He says, for how much more shall the blood of Jesus Christ who offered himself without spot to God through the eternal spirit purge your consciences from dead works to serving the living God. When Jesus died for you and me, he he killed that place. He killed that man that couldn't align to the good desires we had. Gamba mean that today, uh, whatever I do, hallelujah, the good things I do are inside me. Gamba amen. Gamba amen. But now I want to show you something very important. Very, very important. The outside has nothing to explain you. Say amen. Everything you want to see, everything that explains who you are, is in the inside of you. He says, the good man out of the good treasure of his heart, he bringeth forth good things. Are you getting me? He bringeth forth good things. Out of the good treasure. Now, remember, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So he says, the good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, he, he brings forth good things. He brings forth. Everything you need is inside you. 
That character you need is inside you. That fire of God you need is inside you. The hunger of God is inside you. The revival men are waiting for is inside you. Everything is inside you. He says a good man out of the good treasure of his heart. He bre- Jesus made you good. And when he made you good, everything good is inside you. Say amen. That's why Paul says that the communication of your faith may be made effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you, that is in Christ Jesus. Say amen. So your responsibility as a child of God today is not to wonder what's happening around you. Your responsibility today is to bring forth what is in the inside of you. To bring forth from the good treasure of your heart. Gamba Amina. You can bring forth health. It's inside you. No matter the disease you're struggling with, you can bring forth health. No matter the addiction you're fighting with, you can bring forth a character out of you because it is inside you. In the law, you could do good things outside, but bad things inside. In the grace of God, it's possible to do bad things outside, but inside you're good. Like good things had no consequence on you, no matter how many good things you did in the law, you were not justified in the sight of God. Because inside was rotten. Now, inside is alive. Inside is Jesus Christ. The outside has no consequence. And it is subject to change if you choose to focus on what is inside you. Say amen. Say amen. Say amen. So, your job is not to wonder what's happening with your life. Your job is to bring forth Tell your neighbor, bring forth. Tell them, bring forth. You see, the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. But many people don't ask themselves, what are those weapons? Those, some of those weapons, your mouth is a weapon. Your words are a weapon. By those words, you bring forth. Hallelujah. Start to talk about your life. Start to talk about your, your ministry. Start to talk about your body. Start to talk about your health. Start to talk about your character. Start, because these things are inside you. When Jesus died and rose again, he gave you his nature. So it's inside you. But what about the bad things I'm doing? They are subject to change as you keep looking on the inside. As you keep looking on the inside. Say amen. One time apostle said that revelation does not respond to men of faith. Men of, uh, men of faith don't respond to revelation. Revelation responds to men of faith. Do you get that? That's not semantics. It's wisdom. You see? Revelation responds to men of faith. Any revelation will work in you if you apply faith to it. You, you, you get it? Do you get it? Do you understand it? So it's not men of faith responding to revelation. No, no, no. It's revelation responding to them. Then he said, <laughs> you know as much as you believe you know. You get a million dollar statement. So it means <laughs> you're so much of what you believe you are. How much is going to manifest out of your life is in a way limited to how much you believe. I love to bring this thing. There is this verse, I love it. First uh, Corinthians chapter 1. Look at it. Let us start with verse 26. Look at this. Paul says, For you see your calling, brethren, uh-huh, how that uh-huh, not many wise after the flesh, uh-huh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Uh-huh, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. Uh The best things of the world and the things which are despised has God chosen. Yeah. Things which are known uh to bring to naught the things that are. That statement is important. Let me explain. The Bible says, God quickeneth the dead and he calleth the things that are known as though they are. But I want you to remember, they are just known on the outside. Let's settle this. God doesn't have faith. There is a God kind of faith, but God doesn't have faith because he doesn't even need it. No. No. The Bible says faith is the substance of the things of the evidence of the God, God, God is the substance. He doesn't need the faith, you see. 
But the Bible says you call it those things that are known as though they are. It means they are known to certain men. But to him they are. You're not righteous to certain men. But you are. Not even to God only. You are. You, you are not good to certain men. But you are good. You see? The reason he calls the things that are not as though they are is because to him they are. Because the reality is that they are. He's not calling them to become. No. They are. It's just that these men have not yet seen. They live in a certain world. You see what I mean? Now, the Bible says here that he calleth the things that be known that he may bring to nothing the things that are. Your bad character can be brought to nothing by that character that is not physically manifest. That disease can be destroyed by the life that is not manifest yet. You see what I mean? So, the way out is not fighting the devil, the spirit of that thing. No. The way out is to call the things that are not physically are. But to you, they are a reality because the word of God has showed it to you. You see what I mean? So, you wake up in the morning and you start to call the things that are physically known. And the Bible says, as you call the things that are physically known, they will bring to nothing the things that are physically are. Who gets what I'm saying? This is not semantics. This is revelation. You see what I mean? So you wake up and say, in the name of Jesus, I'm anointed of the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter whether you feel the anointing or not. Because the reality is, you are anointed. I am favored of God. I'm above and not beneath. In the name of Jesus, glory is on my life. Nothing shows glory around you. But you see, that is called looking inside you. Praise God. Praise God. Stop going for prayer. Stop making prayer records where you have to ask God to do certain things for you. Uh -uh. It is well with your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart. He brings forth good things. Hallelujah. You start to bring forth by speaking. You bring forth. You talk things. You think things. You talk things. You think things. You talk things. You think. I'm a world changer. I'm an agent of change. I'm shining in the world. In the name of Jesus. I'm changing the world by the gospel of Jesus Christ. India knows me. Asia knows me. America knows me. Europe knows me. I'm anointed for these days. I'm anointed for this season. Hallelujah. Don't allow men to talk you down. There is something inside you. Bring it out by your words. Hallelujah. You're righteous on the inside. Outside will be sorted. As you keep looking on the inside. You're rich on the inside. Outside will be sorted. As you keep looking on the inside. You're sorted on the inside. You're wise on the inside. You have glory on the inside. You have power on the inside. You have excellence on the inside. Greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. You are an overcomer. You're more than a you are anointed to change lives. You are anointed to impact generations. Somebody shout hallelujah. Nothing can fail you. Come on somebody. Say something in the atmosphere. Say something to yourself. That addiction is too weak. That behavior is too weak. Words of men are too weak. Limitations of men are too weak. There is something inside you. There is a power inside you. There is a glory inside you. There is a force inside you. All things are working together for your good. All things are working together for your good. Lasa pakatalalaba. Rasa paterebaya. Randa rabasorobosara. Come on, somebody. I want you to say something. I want you to say something. You don't need healing. Divine health is inside you. Oh, Rabasatalalabakashire. The Bible says Jesus Christ has been made our wisdom, our sanctification, our redemption, our righteousness. You're the righteousness of God. 
impurities inside you. That hunger is inside you. That desire is inside you. The diligence is inside you. You are diligent by nature. The Bible says you are born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. Your days are great. Your future is great. Come on somebody. Your life is changing for the best. Your life is increasing every day. From glory to glory. There is a light shining on your life. To attract great things on your side. In the name of Jesus. No man can frustrate your future. No man can frustrate your destiny. Oh. Thanks be unto God who causes us to triumph. He daily loads us with benefits. Greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. You cannot fail, child of God. You cannot be delayed, child of God. You cannot be disadvantaged, child of God. There is something inside you. Look on the inside. Look on the inside. Nothing outside you describes you. The Bible says a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, he bringeth forth good things. There are good things inside you. There are good things inside you. Come on, somebody. You are anointed. There is an anointing on your life. There is a power on your life. You cannot be afflicted. You cannot fall sick. The life of God is inside you. This is the record that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in the Son, Jesus. He says, Whosoever has the Son has this life. For God, who commanded light to shine out of our hearts, oh, who commanded light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the knowledge the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ I'm blessed I'm favored I'm accepted I'm a planted spirit I'm branded for greatness I'm branded for great things Rabba Sata Rabba Sine Bakosh I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, oh, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, oh, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, oh, I'm blessed.
my God. You're blessed, child of God. You're good inside. There is no corruption in you. You're born of the incorruptible seed of the word. Your days are great every day. You will shine every day of your life. There is purity inside you. There is glory inside you. There is favor on your life. Your countenance is shining with glory. You're attracting great things on your side every day. Nobody can withstand your greatness. Nobody can stand against you. Nobody can set themselves against you and prevail. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You're changing the nations of the world. He says you are a written episode. You're known and read by all men. You're known everywhere. You're known in the whole world. You're known as the deepest. You're known as the wisest. You're known as the most blessed. You're known as the most influential. You're known as the most mighty. You're known and read by all men. No disease will take you out of this world. No infirmity will touch your body. Because God has preserved your life. You're the righteousness of God. You're the righteousness of God. You're righteous and perfect inside out. Oh, your path is dropping with fatness. Greatness is on you. My God, I give you praise for the great ministry unto which you've called us. Lord, we give you praise for how you're changing our lives every day, for how you're touching us every day, for the glory you're shedding on our paths. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father. We praise you, our Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Somebody shout, Amen. Somebody shout, Amen. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm favored. I'm blessed. I'm anointed. I'm blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Praise God. Praise God. I'm blessed. I'm anointed. I'm great. You know what I mean? Something is inside me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, does anybody want to give their lives to Christ? You're here and you're not born again. You've never met Jesus, the Lord of your life. Lift up your hands. Say, Lord Jesus, today I believe you that you died and you rose from the dead. You're the Lord of my life. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm a child of God. I'm born again in the name of Jesus.